Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off three. We've been calling all freaks for the last 20 years from the Lucas Oil Studios Freak Nation. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. We're all here, man. We are all here, including Ken Roxon, two-time Supercross champion. He'll be here. Justin Brayton, Supercross pilot. He'll be here. Uh, Bill Lester, former NASCAR sports car pilot. He'll be here. Do I need to go any further? Crash? Yeah, there was some sports car race today. It wrapped up today. Somebody yeah. won that, right? How about that? Yeah, we'll have Felipe Albuquerque, as Statman says, or as I say, Felipe Albuquerque. Yeah, I know. There's, You hear it both ways. Poor guy. And I remember him telling us in an interview a year or so ago, guys, just call me whatever you want. Just call me something because it means I'm winning. Bam. I mean, Statman, do you say Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Albuquerque, New Mexico? I say Albuquerque, Felipe Albuquerque, <laughs> and Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's what they both want to be called. As long <laughs> as they call me Stat Man and don't call me Stunt Man or whatever else, you know. Stunt I mean, Man. <laughs> I don't know. There have been a, there have been a few times in the Freak Nation where uh, you should have been called Stunt Man. Yeah, well, there's been a few times. There's been a few times. In the freak nation in the <laughs> auto industry, I've been called other things too, but that's another show. So, needless to say, Freak Nation, we've got a big show for you tonight, and looking forward to some just open conversation. I want to hear Statman's take on the 2021 running of the Rolex 24, Crasher's take on it. I want to hear Statman's take on the LMP3 class. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As he just quietly laughs in the yeah. background <laughs> uh, so yeah freak nation it's going to be a good two hours here uh with kenny crash and Statman. you can play with us on twitter we're there for you on facebook instagram we're all there the website speedfreaks.tv that's speedfreaks.tv again uh, a show full of rock stars uh, for the next couple of hours bill lester looking forward to getting bill back in the freak nation Bill spent some time in sports cars and then jumped up into or jumped over to NASCAR, NASCAR trucks, Xfinity Series, some cup races. He's got a new book out. We'll get to that. Looking forward to getting Bill Lester here in the Freak Nation and get some insight from him in regards to the Daytona 24 hour and his sports car runs. Uh, so Bill Lester will be joining us this hour, this hour. But coming up in about, gosh, when is it? About seven minutes, we're going to hear from Felipe Albuquerque Key here in the Freak Nation. <laughs> does hey, Statman, does it feel like the motorsports season has kicked off now that the Daytona 24 is here? Granted, we've got two more weeks until the Daytona 500. Yeah, only one more week till ARCA. Uh, no, ARCA's actually running on that Saturday before the Daytona Ooh, 500. Ooh, another change on the schedule. Yeah. Okay, does, it, it. It, does it feel like it's the motorsports season now, Stat? Yes and no. It, it, to me, motorsports motor starts when I get interested. <laughs> <laughs> but the Rolex 24, yeah, that does that does sort of signal that things have changed. 
And, uh, that, you know, the best thing about this race is that guys from all over the country that never get a chance to race against and with each other get a chance to do it in this weekend. And uh, it, it makes for a better a better show to know that F1 guys are in cars and you know, all this other stuff like Vanderzandy trying to chase down uh, Wayne Taylor uh, team. Mm-hmm. He was released by that team last year, kind of a controversial release. Imagine if he'd have beaten Wayne Taylor racing, mm-hmm. how much uh, collar popping there'd been going on in victory lane after that. Collar popping. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that a lot. I thought, obviously, Ranger Vanderzandy has a little bit of redemption on his mind or a little bit of revenge on his mind, chasing down Felipe Albuquerque. And I, I truly believe that that led to his cut right rear tire because he was just pushing a little bit too hard. I mean, we'll talk with Felipe about that as well from his perspective of what do you say in victory lane, his eyeballs being stuck on his car, talking about Ranger's eyeballs on the back seat of Felipe's car. So, yeah, we'll talk to him about that as well. It's just, I, I do, I finally feel it. I did not feel it when the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl was going off a couple weeks ago. I did not feel it yet when Supercross started a few weeks ago. But I do feel it now. I feel excited for the racing season. I feel that it is officially underway now that the 24 Hours of Daytona is, is done itself. Well, the good news is uh, we have 12 more months of this, or 11, of motorsports conversation and then some. Yes. Coming up in about, shoot, seven minutes, Philippe, Felipe Albuquerque, of course, your winner for the Daytona 24. But first, get some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Coming up in about five minutes, Felipe Albuquerque, part of the winning team for your Rolex 24-hour. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Ken Roxon, two-time Supercross champion and your winner from Indianapolis last night. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. But first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. You got a Ram, an F-250. What about a big old fat family SUV? Those red-letter GTs would look good on that thing, wouldn't it? For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher, that's GeneralTire.com. Well, the 2021 version of the Rolex 24 Hours is done, and the overall win went to Wayne Taylor Racing again. This is the team's third consecutive overall win, their fourth in the last five years, their fifth overall. It's truly incredible what they have done. Felipe Albuquerque raced last year's teammate Ranger Vanderzandy, or actually last year's Wayne Taylor teammate Ranger Vanderzandy, hard up until about 10 minutes to go when Ranger suffered a flat right rear, and it was all Wayne Taylor racing to the checkers. Co-driven with Ricky Taylor, Elio Castroneves, and Alexander Rossi. Rossi's first Rolex watch, by the way. The LMP2 class was not as close as PLC drove the number 18 Oreca to a 19-second win with co-drivers Ryan Dial, Dwight Merriman, and Kyle Tilley. And then there was the LMP3 class. Again, I want Statman's perspective on this later on in the show. Former IndyCar pilot Spencer Piggott crossed the finish line three laps ahead of his closest competition. Hello. His co-drivers, Gar Robinson, Scott Andrews, and Oliver Askew. GTLM featured a Corvette 1-2 finish, that's kind of familiar from years past, with Jordan Taylor in the winning car, making it a stellar day for the Taylor family. 
Two wins for that family today. Jordan's co-drivers were Nikki Katzberg and Antonio Garcia. Garcia could not participate in any of the winning celebrations because he had a positive COVID test come up during the race. What? And he was pulled from driving duties after his stint ended around 9 a.m. this morning. Huge story there. And finally in GTD, it was Windward racing with the win, driven by Indy Donchi, Philip Ellis, Maro Engel, and Russell Ward. Also going off this weekend, Supercross in Indianapolis, and Ken Roxon finally got redemption from some Houston mishaps and became the fourth winner in as many races in the Supercross 450s. Supercross 450s. In the 250s, Colt Nichols became the first repeat winner in either of the classes. That's just incredible that we're even saying that. So again, Colt Nichols, your points leader, Kent Roxon, your points leader as well. Felipe Albuquerque, part of your Rolex 24-hour winning team, coming up next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud-terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system to fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand... Your Mav TV. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
20 years of Speed Freaks, Freak Nation, from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're there for you. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Miss the end of the show, you know where to go, speedfreaks.tv. It's an incredible Rolex 24 this afternoon that wrapped up, and we've got one of the drivers, actually the driver who grabbed the checkered flag, Felipe Albuquerque, joining us here in the Freak Nation, in the number 10 Konica Minolta Acura. Uh, you were holding off uh, Rieger Vanderzandy, and you were talking about being able to see his eyes in your rearview mirror. I know that's bullcrap, <laughs> but come on, man. Uh, what? How can you drive... Okay, almost. How can you drive that car knowing that guy has a faster car than you and he's got some food to eat to get past you? How do you hold that guy off? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I just, I was, it was, was very uh, exhausting mentally, the, the race, because, you know, when I was, you know, giving the reference points to break and do the, the corners and stuff, and the other one was on my mirrors. Um, the Cadillacs, they were a bit stronger than us on pace, so we had the advantage of the fuel, so we could refuel faster. Uh, we would gain a little bit there, but they were always coming, so it was very, yeah, exhausting mentally to, to be driving like that, so knowing that they are always coming for you. And um, when I was showing him coming over, he was like, oh my gosh, okay, come on, come on. And <laughs> I was always praying for good traffic, to not get um, GTs in the in the bus stop in Daytona, but I was getting them all, so it caught me pretty quick. It was like 16 laps to go, <laughs> and then was just okay. I know I know I know Renga very well since 2003. We raced in go karts, we raced in formulas in DTM, and now we are racing here together. So he's an amazing driver, and I knew that uh, at the first mistake I would do, he was he would be ready, and uh, I just tried to not give him that. The pace, you know? <laughs> wow. Freak Nation, Felipe Albuquerque won the Rolex 24 at Daytona this afternoon with Ricky Taylor, Alexander Rossi, and Elio Castroneves. Historic win, third in a row for Wayne Taylor Racing. But the win came in the last eight minutes of a 24-hour race when the man chasing him down had a flat tire. Felipe, what went through your mind? Who was in your ear, in fact? Who was in your ear to let you know that Vandersandy had a tire blow and the race was yours? So basically we have the spotters, but um, but because I'm always looking to the mirrors to see where he was, <laughs> I could see the smoke going on. So, and, and, and straight away, well, basically my strategy was, okay, I go on, I will take care of my tires and, and my car. And I could see him all over the place, like uh, cutting the chicane and, and, and going all over. And I, I knew he was pushing hard. So I was expecting a little bit some drop off on his performance, which was getting a little bit some drop. You know, he was not being as quick as he, as he caught me. Uh, and he was dropping a little bit. But I was not expecting for a blown, a blown tire, for sure. And, uh, but I was looking, actually, when he, when he had the smoke. So, and then my second reaction was, wow, if he has a smoke and it will be tires deteriorating into the track, it will be yellow flags, and maybe the other guys will catch me. That was my first thought. <laughs> but then he pitted. I'm like, okay, maybe we are good. But then I said to the way to the radio, uh, well, they said, well, there's a failure, tire failure for the zero one. And like, okay, but let's keep the focus because we only win when we get the checkered flag. So I kept very focused because we're still six laps to go. 
to not, you know, um, do a mistake or, you know, there was more guys fishing. <laughs> do, you, do you thrive? Do you enjoy having somebody constantly on you like Renger Vanderzandy was today? Or do you like just running away with the win <laughs> and having nobody behind you and just kind of cruising to a win? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's mixed feelings. So basically, we want to win the biggest race. We want to win the, the toughest one because there is more credits on those. Um, I'm going to be telling you the truth. I didn't enjoy much looking into the mirrors and see the guy bigger and bigger on my mirrors. <laughs> and sometimes I felt like he was sitting in the back seat, you know, on my car. <laughs> he, just, uh, he was glued there, right? The guy. And... Um, I did enjoy because I like to be in control, right? So I don't mind to be the guy chasing, and I know that the other guy is, you know, in panic or something. And this time wasn't me. I was, I was the mouse being kept by the cat, you know, and I don't like that. But um, in the end, when I pulled it off, like, yeah, I'm the man, obviously. But I think it's like the moment because it's too much of a deal going on there to win the Daytona spending 24 hours of preparation and then to lose it in the last three minutes, it's tough. You heard it, guys. You heard it straight from his mouth. He just said, I'm the man, baby, taking the checkered flag at Daytona. <laughs> that is just so amazing. You are the man, but the team is also the collective man because what this team went through in the off season, well, you guys as drivers couldn't even test because of the team trying to put this brand new car together for you all. Can you describe how communication yeah. went and how this entire off-season went for you guys? Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, uh, we, the drivers, it's a bit unfair in this job that it's like uh, what everyone is involved. Like, I mean, we are just the faces of the, of the glory, but behind the scenes, uh, the team owner, the effort that he goes on to put the project together, uh, the mechanics that they work like, like multiple hours, like without barely sleeping, going to sleep at 1 and arriving at the day after at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's hard for them. And they got the cars two months ago, and they had no time, because it was a complete new car, uh, to prepare, take it completely apart. And then we had like almost two races, because it was the qualifying race, which was the weekend before, <laughs> and this one. So they had to prepare two cars. Almost with no time, with you know, going on with the Christmas time, and so they had to be there working, staying a little bit away from the family. So it's harder. So it goes the work goes down to Wayne Taylor team, Wayne Taylor Racing. They did an amazing job because without knowing it, the car they prepare a car ready for a 24 hours that didn't fail anything, and this car the Acura never won it before. So Kempinski was with this car before, and they tried it three times, and they always had problems. And these guys, they were just brilliant. I mean, two months with a car, prepare it, go and win it. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. No, it really is. It's an incredible story how this was all put together. Who was who was more excited in Victory Lane? Was it you or your co-drivers, Wayne Taylor himself, or the Acura peeps? I think it was everyone. <laughs> I think, I think it, again, like, we, we, we win together, we lose together, right? But is it exactly... Everyone sweated a lot to, 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 to have this project together, right? Uh, the drivers worked out hard. We worked out hard during the race. The mechanics as well to prepare a car. The team owner, the sponsors to be part of this project to do a push, uh, especially in the COVID time where things are unstable. Uh, Acura, that did a big switch from team. 
they decided to change team and uh, and then you know team owner as well hiring they they hired me I knew in the in the team so it's it's so many things together so when you cross the finish line and you win it, it's just like wow unbelievable and the relief going on and it comes to your mind all the effort all the the work that you had in the past two months it's crazy and and it obviously it rewards completely but you could never expect to go there and win a third away. Felipe Albuquerque was in the Wayne Taylor racing car that won the Rolex 24 at Daytona this afternoon. Four guys in a car, all veteran drivers, a lot of driving styles in that car. How they all differ? Yeah, we we yeah we have we have similar. Um, for example, this car has a lot of settings to because of the turbo kicking in, and we try to eat off on the tires. And uh, I'm a guy that don't like so much traction control. <laughs> I go more on my foot, and we, we are a bit different there. But once we get in the car, we go straight into putting the settings like we want, and, and, and we go from there. But uh, overall, we, we were all on the same page on, on commenting the car. It's here, it's like this, it's like, you know, different here, or the wind, for example, the wind was a big thing going on this week. Uh, this weekend, that we had uh, tailwind, if I'm not mistaken, a tailwind into the bus stop, which made the car super unstable and under steering. Uh, it was very hard, and, and you know we will help each other. So Ricky was telling, "Oh, do this way, it's better." I found the way to do it, the bus stop uh, in this way, it's better. And I started to do it. I'm like, okay, thanks, but thanks, thanks, mate. And while I was driving, so <laughs> it was good, good tips that he picked and it helped me as well. Felipe Albuquerque, part of the Wayne Taylor racing team that won this race three times in a row. It's only happened once before with Chip Ganassi racing. If it's only happened once before, it must be tough to do. Is it possible to underestimate how difficult it is to win the Rolex 24? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of easy when you look to the results to, to, to underestimate it. But uh, but no, I mean, you can have a great car, you can have great drivers, but one thing that is sure in, in sports, nothing is guaranteed. And uh, you only win when you cross the finish line. The car can break down, look at Ringer, unfortunately, he, he got a puncture with four minutes to go, so he didn't even finish, you know, not even on the podium. And and things can, can change any time. So to keep the focus, to, to put everything together, yes, Putting a good team, a good car, drivers, engineers, that gives you probability of success. But does never guarantee you the 100%. But that's the beauty about it, right? You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and sometimes you are unlucky, right? So to go all through almost 24 hours without problems and you go down to the last minute and you finish apart, three seconds apart, it's just crazy. So... It is a very special moment that we are all living, uh, especially for Wayne, that he won three times in a row, and now with a different manufacturer. So he's kind of now feeling that he's the king of Daytona because, uh, yeah, he he, he, he did it. But, again, in sports, in racing, in motorsport, we say, you are as good as your last race, right? So the next race, you need to... You need to OS. You need to you need to go fast. Otherwise, everyone they're hungry, like Renga and Ganassi and the, the other Cadillacs. They are crazy to beat us in the next race, which isn't a big one again, which is 12 hours of evening. 
I never won that one, so I wish I could win one day. <laughs> uh, and, and we come more of the ones that we lost and what we win sometimes, which is kind of silly. But uh, the idea is that, so uh, we need to, again, to tomorrow prove that we are the best ones in the business and work hard. So we need to keep going. Felipe Albuquerque, you told us that you're having dinner tonight with your other teammates. Who's going to get blitzed the most? Exactly. You know what? I'm a bit afraid to miss my flight tomorrow. <laughs> it's only at 3. But I'm a bit afraid if I start going, it's again, like race car drivers, we don't do things in half. We go flat out or you don't go. At least me. Uh, so I'm a bit afraid of that before I go in. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Who's picking up the tab? Is it Wayne? Is he there with you? No, he's not here, but I will send him the tab for sure. <laughs> I will say now and then I'll put in it on his, on his mail. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> there you Felipe, go. Nice. Al- Felipe Albuquerque along with Ricky Taylor, Elio Castroneves, Alexander Rossi, your 2021 Rolex 24-hour champions. That's Felipe Albuquerque joining us here in the Freak Nation. Felipe, thank you for doing this, buddy. Go enjoy yourself. Thanks very much, guys. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and I hope we talk soon again, like uh, talking about Sebring. That sounds Damn. good to me. <laughs> See you, buddy. Exactly. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You got it. Thousands pay attention to the Rolex 24 in Daytona, not for the racing, but for the diverse field of drivers and teams. But there's a problem developing. This year, a fifth classification was added to the lineup. LMP3 was added to LMP2 and the fast guys in DPI. The problem, though, is the balance of performance between the LMP3 and the GT classes, GTLM and GTD. There's little separation between the cars. In fact, some are running on the same second around the track. I've always been told the prototype drivers like their speed differential because they can get away from the slower GT cars without any problems. But little nimble prototypes that can't get out of the way of the lumbering GT cars defines a problem that's only made worse in long-form races like the 24-hour. The LMP3 class was added to infuse money. Now maybe they can get the rules worked out to make everyone safer at any speed. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Sam's new project needs a project manager right away. If she's going to manage to hit her deadline. It took an extra week to get approvals, but they still want the original delivery date. I guess we'll figure something out. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. The spread of COVID-19 is still unchecked across the nation, and you need to keep your family safe. Make a new habit and check your temperatures twice a day, once before dinner and before leaving home in the morning. You can't afford to take chances, so use the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies, and it takes an accurate reading in seconds. It's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Quick and easy to use, you can count on Exergen to keep your family safe 24 hours a day. 
I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Freak Nation, do the smart thing. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Check out their line of products to keep your ride on the road. Inside your engine, outside your engine, bam. Inside your car, outside your car. Go with it, man. Lucas Oil. It's lucasoil.com. The official oil and then some of the Freak Nation. Can I say this about the Daytona 24-hour coverage? It has absolutely nothing to do with uh, the action. Well, it does have a lot to do with the action on the track. I am so impressed how much Steve LaTarte has grown as a color analyst in motorsports. He does a good job with NASCAR, but the way he was able able to color things up, him and Dale Jr., for Mm -hmm. freak's sake. And Kyle Petty. It just—they were all I, very good. I missed good. Kyle Petty. I didn't yeah. see any of Kyle Petty. Yeah, there's some good stuff with Kyle Petty too, and you could just tell that Kyle Petty, like everybody on the broadcast, I think everybody did a spectacular job. They did their homework, yeah. and it, that's cool to see it come in and out through their questioning and their their responses to other conversations. It, yeah, it was just really. You cool. know, stat hearing Latart the way, Lat- and, and we're both fans of people who could tell us something that we can't see or we don't know what's going on. The way he colored up certain situations, going into turns or talking about an action on the car, the layman could understand what he was talking about with these, you know, 
thousands of dollars worth of sports cars. You know what impressed me more than even those two guys was A.J. Allmendinger. Yes. A.J. would come out of a car two, three hours of banging gears and, you know, take a deep breath and then tell me something about what was happening on the track coherently. I mean, (laughs) we know A.J. when he's been a little less than coherent, but uh, he... He impressed me more. These other two guys, they've done it before. They, but AJ has moved to a different place, and uh, I almost wish he would get out of the car and just, you know, go into broadcasting. But um, you know, he's still a good driver and deserves to do whatever he can to get paid. However many times he wants to get paid. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Last year he had on Sirius XM a radio show with Paul Page, and also did some NBC commentary that I think became bigger than he ever expected. Mm -hmm. I think he was only supposed to be part-time for NBC and NBC Sports last year, but that grew exponentially, and then that's led into this year, him doing as much as he's he's doing as well. And then, of course, his ride for the Xfinity Series literally only came up about a month ago, and it's like, oh, I guess I'm full-time back in a car. (laughs) So, yeah, a lot of this has come up unexpectedly, but you know what? He's taking it in stride, and, yeah, he he has really come about as a person as a talking person, whether it's radio or TV, just a sports personality in general. And it's been, like you said, awesome to watch. Instead, it says something about a guy who can get in a race car, get right out of that race car and enunciate, yes. be a professional about his descriptions of what's going on on the track. You, you, you wouldn't know that he spent time on that track uh, in a race car going, you know, 150, 200 miles an hour and then getting up in the booth or wherever he was and giving us that insight. Yeah, you're right. And there, there was once that really hit me that cut through everything that I was that I was doing. And I can't remember what it was, but it was something about the track and how the it the surface had changed when the morning sun came up and heated it up and he yes. was just telling me stuff that I didn't that I didn't know. And like you said, Kenny, that's the most important thing a, an analyst can do. Just tell me what I can't see. Just don't tell me, hey, he's really going fast, ain't he? But if he can. <laughs> they're racing side can, by side. Yeah, they're they're really coming on strong. But, you know, what's that saying that they always say? Uh, oh, crap. I, but There's a hundred of them, Stat. Yeah, right. But uh, if he can. If he can tell me something I can't know and I can come away from the race knowing more than I did before, that's all an analyst can do. If he can do that, I'm I'm in his corner and, and uh, on his side. Yeah, you're talking about today, past the morning hours, when Dane Cameron was leading the race. The number 60 was leading the race. AJ yeah. had just gotten yeah. out of the car. Dane yeah. was in, and then AJ's like, I don't think he's going to hold this position because our car is re- handling – really it was very loose on a very slick track and then yeah he went into the sunshine and et cetera, et cetera. that was really cool to learn that was awesome what was not cool to learn was freaking antonio garcia what are you hearing about this stat man i know we've only got a, about a minute and a half two minutes left before we have to go to break again but testing getting a positive covid test back basically the test was so to confirm that he could travel internationally to go back home. And all of a sudden it comes out positive in the middle of the freaking race. He has to be pulled when he tested negative just two days prior. It's just insane to me. And this is a guy that had COVID with symptoms in just one month ago in December. 
All right, now we've got about 45 okay, seconds, yes. Stat. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now, any anytime you could protect the driver and the people around the driver from this terrible disease, I'm all for it. And, you know, just because he's a driver in a car doesn't mean he shouldn't be quarantined or taken out of the car. Imagine all the stuff that he leaves in that car when he gets out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just really shocked. I think this goes way beyond racing. There's a lot we need to learn. If he had COVID in late December and now he's got it again, we need to know if this was a false positive or if this is legit because that's going to tell us a lot scientifically as Freak well. Nation, coming up next, Bill Lester, his new book, Winning in Reverse, Defying the Odds and Achieving Dreams. Looking forward to this one. Yes. Big Bill Lester joining us next, Speed Freak Spits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detail rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com, and get... Awesome. 
Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You know, this song, it's called Modern Day Cowboy, chosen specifically for our next guest. 23 chapters, 275-page book. It's called Winning in Reverse. In Reverse, Winning in Reverse, Defying the Odds and Achieving Dreams. Bill Lester joining us here in the Freak Nation. Bill, finally, we you've got a reason to come back in the Freak Nation. <laughs> Better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah, for some reason I decided to write a motivational memoir, which I'm very proud of. Um, you know, I just don't know what got into me. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, a three-year work in progress, but Whoa. that's what it was. And on Tuesday it releases officially to the public. I'm jazzed. All right. Of course we want to get into this book. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a unique perspective of a black man working his way through sports cars and into NASCAR. We'll get into that, but quickly – uh, the Daytona 24-hour wrapped up today. I know you can still drive a damn race car. Uh, do you have any desire to get back in a sports car and, and run an endur- endurance race like you have in the past or sports car races like the Daytona 24? I would not be opposed. I mean, I'm telling you, I feel beat right now because I watched darn near the whole thing. I don't know what my yeah. problem is, but, uh, I, you know, I just am a fan of the sport. I enjoyed watching it. It was exciting. And, uh, yeah, you know, it took me back to, you know, my having driven – 10 Rolex 24s in my career. So you know, everything I saw through the night and during the day and the competition, it just kind of just brought me back to the fact that uh, I know what it takes. And pretty much, you know, I've kept myself in shape, and, you know, I could probably go back out there and do it, but, you know, nobody's ringing my phone off the hook, so I haven't gotten back there yet. <laughs> Bill Lester, it's great to, great to hear your voice, partner. We haven't talked in a while. We've texted back and forth. But let me ask one more question about you watching this race. Do We just talked about A.J. Allmendinger and how he's grown as an analyst. You think you could analyze? I know conversations you and I have had at the racetrack, uh, before the race, after the race. You know what's going on. You have the experience to convey that to an audience. You know, it's interesting, man, because um, I did a stint for a very short period of time on NASCAR America, on NBC Sports, and I found out kind of quickly that I could do it, but I just didn't have the passion for it. And everything that I do and have not done in my life is pretty much based on passion and desire. And I realized that I just felt that I was doing myself a disservice and the audience a disservice because I just wasn't into it. You know, I think I can convey thoughts and ideas uh, in, in observations very well, 
But, you know, when you just don't have your heart and soul into it, I feel like you're just being kind of disingenuous. So I realized that um, while I could do it, it wasn't something I really wanted to do. So, yeah, I could, but I'm not. So what were the passions in this book, Winning in Reverse, Defying the Odds and Achieving Dreams? You know, it, people kind of, some, some people have gotten it twisted thinking it was an autobiography and it couldn't be, you know, any further from the truth. It's really, again, a motivational memoir with a racing backdrop. You know, I just wanted to convey basically eight keys, eight, you know, traits to my success of being able to live my dream that I believe anybody could take and apply to their life and allow them to be successful by whatever measure they choose to define success. For me, I define success as happiness. When you know, I was working in the high-tech sector and making great income and being responsible for the lives of you know, many software development engineers and you know, project teams and what have you, I just wasn't happy. So I didn't feel I was successful. I wanted to race cars, and when I finally got to do that because I gave my all to it with my wife's blessing and support, I felt that I was successful. You know, I mean, I wasn't the most successful race car driver, but I was successful because I lived my dream from something that I was, I felt I was kind of born to do from a young age, but just wasn't born into the sport with the right amount of financial backing or the right, you know, last name or pedigree. But I still got there. And, you know, I got there as a full-time race car driver at 40 years of age, which most people probably would have thought was insane and became a NASCAR Cup Series rookie at 45. I mean, how crazy is that? <laughs> you know, I say that, but then, again, look at Jimmy Johnson, right? He's going to be an IndyCar rookie at 45. So, <laughs> you know, I think I broke the mold, but maybe Jimmy Johnson is going to basically rebuild the mold. But, uh, you know, what I did was fairly unique. You know, I'm one of four black drivers to race at the top level of NASCAR in the last 60 years. You know, Wendell Scott, Willie T. Riz, myself, and now Bubba, Bubba uh, Wallace is doing it. So, you know, I had a fairly unique, uh, you know, walk of life. And um, I was successful because I was happy doing what I did. And, again, some of these things I learned along the way, I believe anybody can apply to their life and be more successful in what it is they choose to do. So, can Daryl Wallace apply some of the things in this book to what he's doing? And he says he wants to win two races this year. Can he learn that from reading your book? You know, that's going to be a great question. Um, I don't believe he's had, he has read it, but what I am excited about is that uh, he provided a blurb for my memoir. He, you know, actually took the time to uh, write a few words about uh, how important he thought my memoir was in terms of just how difficult it is to have done what I've done because he knows because, you know, now he's basically the next generation. He, he knows what it's, how hard it was and what it takes. Um, but, yeah, I'm absolutely sure that he could take some of those principles that I learned and apply it to what he's doing. But, uh, I, you know, I'm excited about the platform that he has in terms of what he's done to move the needle on a social level, as well as what I believe he's going to be able to do on a professional level behind the wheel. You know, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. He's with a brand-new team with Jordan and Hamlin. It's going to take a minute to create some chemistry. But, yeah, he set the bar fairly high. You know, he expects to win two races this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's biting off a big, you know, part of the apple. I hope he's able to chew it. Wow. Bill Lester joining us here at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. 
Get his memoir. It's out at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Winning in Reverse, Defying the Odds and Achieving Dreams. And like he said, it's a motivational memoir. It's, it's definitely got to be on your reading list for 2021. In talking about Bubba Wallace and let's just go with NASCAR in 2020, it was a it was a weird year for so many people outside of sports, but 2020 for NASCAR was a massive wake-up call, not just because of the Black Lives Matter movement and because of everything that went on around Bubba Wallace, but the series in general. Do you think they made the proper decisions to move the, the, the sport forward, but for the right reasons, not just because sponsors were telling them they had to do so? Do you think the right people are in charge finally? You know, I'm hopeful that that's the case. You know, when um, Steve Phelps made the announcement that he did, um, you know, right around April or whatever when, you know, the COVID situation hit Atlanta Motor Speedway, and that was the first race to not be, you know, um, well, the first event not to be raced, um, I actually got um, on my computer and wrote him an email talking about just how, you know, moved I was that NASCAR took the stance that they did. I did not believe that I would see something like that from NASCAR. And so I commended them on their actions. I thought that was a huge step. I haven't seen a whole lot since then, but I'm hoping that, you know, the powers that be there will continue to, uh, you know, move in the right direction. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the fact that they banned the flag and that they, you know, are embracing the fact that they want the sport to be more inclusive, they said it before, but it seemed to me like with what they, you know, the profound statement they made, that they were serious about it this time. So I'm cautiously optimistic that we're going to see some significant change. And, um, you know, the fact that they agreed to allow, you know, Richard Petty Motorsports to run the scheme with the Black Lives Matter that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Bubba did, um, you know, I guess back when was it um, at Talladega, was a big step, and, uh, you know, there's more to it than just that. But for NASCAR to continue to grow, they have to be inclusive. They have to reach out to everybody. So they realize that. And so, you know, even though they're having a little bit of difficulty maybe with their core base, they realize that their core base is, for the most part, completely just tapped out. And so they have to basically embrace a broader cross-section of the public, of, of you know, basically the, the cross-section of our country. So we'll see. You know, I'm, I, I'm hopeful. You know, I've told Steve that, you know, if I can be of any help to NASCAR and their initiatives, I'm there for them. So I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. I know that for the Black History Month coming up here, right, you know, <laughs> a day from now, <laughs> starting tomorrow, um, I'm part of uh, what's going to be part of their fireside chat event um, towards the end of February. So I'm looking forward to, you know, sharing some of my thoughts and insight and maybe wisdom and knowledge if you want to go that far with regard to, you know, their employees and their stakeholders. So I'm, you know, excited about what uh, I'm going to share with them. So I, I think they're embracing change. I have a feeling, and it's just my personal opinion, I have a feeling 2021 is going to be another challenging year for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, whether it's politically or social unrest again or something. How would you advise NASCAR to move forward through whatever else may come in, in the coming years? You know, they have to be strong and solid in their conviction. You know, they, they can't wallow. They've already put a stake in the ground. 
Mm-hmm. They've indicated that they believe in equality and an environment that's going to be um, inviting to everybody. So now they've got to put their money where their mouth is. They made the statement. They've got to come correct. You know, again, I don't know exactly what their plans are, but if they're going to be serious about it, then they have to, you know, reach out there and, you know, get into the communities and express, you know, the fact that they want everybody to take advantage and take part in the sport that they are, you know, um, a part of, that that they are um, the core of. So we'll see. You know, again, I'm not privy to what their plans are, but, you know, I've indicated that they have my support. Um, and we'll see what they decide to come up with. You know, I'm just as excited to find out what they got up their sleeves as you are. Awesome. Bill Lester, the name of the book, coming out on the 2nd, right? February 2nd. Uh, yep. It's called Winning in Reverse, Defying the Odds at Achieving Dreams. It's a great read. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got excerpts that I was able to research. But one of the excerpts, if it's in the book or not, I don't know. But I go back to when we first met you, Bill, when you were running the NASCAR Truck Series, and you're running for Bobby Hamilton. The antithesis of Bill Lester is Bobby Hamilton. It just <laughs> Bobby Hamilton was just a legendary name in all of NASCAR, but he's as hillbilly as they come. But still, he and his son were awfully nice to us. Is, is, do you reveal anything about that relationship in this book? Yeah, you know, Bobby was very supportive of my ability to be a better short track racer. And, you know, I give him credit for that. Because coming from a sports car, road racing background, you know, we beat everybody into the corner. But in NASCAR, you beat everybody off the corner. So, you know, he would tell me, look, Bill, you know, <laughs> this isn't any light, sexy sports car. This is a 3,500-pound stock car, and you got to just, you know, ease up off it going into the corner and get back to the power fast instead of driving it all the way into the corner till you see God and then hoping the thing's going to turn and come off the corner because it doesn't, right? <laughs> but um, by the same token, you know, he was, like you said, a good old boy, and a lot of the people he had working for him, you know, were fairly basic with regard to, the, you know, their educational backgrounds and what it is that they did in terms of, you know, how they lived their life compared to what I was exposed to. You know, here I am growing up in Northern California, got a four-year technical degree and 15 years in the high-tech sector. So I come from a completely different culture. So, you know, for me to come to the Southeast and get involved in NASCAR was a cultural awakening for both Bobby Hamilton Racing and myself. And, you know, there were some things that happened at the very end of the uh, relationship that um, I get into in the memoir, which um, really hurt me. You know, they were really disappointing, you know, at the end of the day. It seemed like, um, you know, the obviously the program ran its course. And, you know, from what I was told in terms of how uh, the relationship ended, it seemed like they were glad that I was, you know, out of their hair. So, um, you know, oh, hey, geez. it is what it is. And uh, I moved on. I was able to go to the Toyota program with Bill Davis Racing and enjoyed success there. But, you know, it, it was a living and learning experience. It wasn't like sports car road racing. You know, the wine and cheese crowd is very different than the beer and pretzels crowd. And one thing that I'll always remember, you know, is when I first got an experience and exposure to NASCAR, when I went to Talladega Super Speedway in 1990 to meet a potential sponsor. And I went from the parking lot, walking up to the grandstand, and I remember all the conversation stopped, all the fingers pointed because they saw me walking up to the grandstands, heading up to the sweeps. And they just didn't believe why I was there. You know, I just felt that even though it was 95 degrees outside with about 100% humidity, it must have felt like 130 degrees. I felt myself sweating 
because I saw all eyes were on me. And I was like, wow, you know. So that was a precursor to, you know, a lot of what I experienced. But at the end of the day, I was there to do a job. I wanted to be a professional race car driver, and, and I wanted to be at the top level of the sport, which was NASCAR. And at the end of the day, I got to the Cup Series level. So nobody can take anything away from me, you know, in terms of that. I was able to live my dream, and I was over, 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 over <laughs> let me try it again. Mm-hmm. I was able to overcome a lot of obstacles, and, um, you know, so I took advantage of all the opportunities that were presented. So um, I'm happy that I was able to do what I was able to do, and I'm hopeful that uh, my story and my uniqueness in the story will be, you know, a footnote in the future. This is awesome, Bill. Wow. We, we need to uh, work you back into the show, regardless if you're writing books or not. Maybe just observations, man. We need to do a big Zoom call with him yeah. so when we have more time. <laughs> we got to go to break here, buddy. But, man, it, uh, Freak Nation is coming out on the second. It's called Winning in Reverse, Defying the Odds and Achieving Dreams. Be sure to follow us on Speed Freaks on Twitter. We'll also share with you where you can get it. Bill, thanks for doing this, bud. My appreciation. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. awesome. Wow. Bill Lester here in the Freak Nation. Looking forward to reading that book. I got a whole slew of books for Christmas and yeah, you got some reading to catch up on. I do. Yeah, they're all music. Imagine that. No, you got a few motorsports ones to catch up on. Oh, that's right. Just Uh, add Lester's. Coming up next hour, man. Ken Roxon, Supercross champion, two times over. A big win last night in Indianapolis. It's coming up. Speed Freaks Pits in Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, what do you want to da-da-da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da-da-da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh, no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh, no. No. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to die or any die. Quote to die at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com. Now, Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 
Are you looking for great sports memorabilia with the fastest shipping in the industry? Check out auctionofchampions.com. The fastest growing sports memorabilia auction house in the country, Auction of Champions has a huge variety of PSA 10 graded rookie cards, the largest selection of Fanatics licensed jerseys, and the best customer service in the business. With all items authenticated by third-party companies like JSA and Beckett, you'll love Auction of Champions. Check out auctionofchampions.com. Do you have valuable collectibles and worry what will happen if they're stolen? Wax Insurance is a mobile app that allows collectors to take care of all their insurance needs. Whether you collect watches, sports memorabilia, wine, fine art, you name it, Wax makes insuring what you care about incredibly easy. To get an immediate quote, download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE. Then take a picture of your item and provide some basic information. That's it. No extensive paperwork or need for third-party appraisals. Download the Wax Insurance app and use promo code INSURE today. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks. Looking forward to this hour, man. Going to focus on a lot of Supercross. Supercross doing something they've never done before, where they're running multiple races in single cities. Back-to-back races from time to time. And Ken Roxon, who got his first win of the season, uh, last night in Indianapolis, and he joins us in about 11 minutes. It's greatness. There's a great picture of him on Twitter after he got his big win in Indianapolis. <laughs> He's ripping shirt off. I mean, stat man. Uh, I got I got more fat on my calf than that guy's got on his entire body. Looking at him ripping that shirt off, dude. Yeah. You know, I watched that last night. Sort of stumbled onto it. I'm not into Supercross just yet, but uh, yeah. I mean, he and he won that race. Mm-hmm. He was ahead, fell behind, came back. He won that race. He deserved whatever kind of celebration he could get away with because he he beat everybody and uh, could have lost very easily. But he won that race. Looked good doing it, too. Yeah. There's not a sport out there that's as big because there are dirt tracks across the country. Well, you'll have two, 3,000 fans out there watching a race. But there's not a sport like Supercross out there where typically there are 40 to 50,000 people in the stands, but it's not happening now. There's very few people in the stands, depending on what city they're running in. And the majority of the riders will acknowledge that they are feet away from fans sometimes. And there there are some times when they're looking fans in the eye that are in the second level, given how high they go. <laughs> Jumping a triple. So I could... I can only imagine having to run, and you're making millions of dollars riding a freaking 250 and 450, and not having 
that 40,000, 50,000 people there screaming. You, you would hear Ricky Carmichael and McGrath and Villapoto talk about hearing the fans. Where they, you, Carmichael or uh, McGrath could tell that you know, Carmichael was right behind him because the fans were going bonkers. <laughs> now it's just like, okay, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, cavernous. <laughs> you know? Gosh, so weird. So weird. Yeah, the the thing that I found strange last night, and we can go into this later, much tomorrow, next week, whenever. But we came on board with Supercross. There was two or three guys that were going to win if they finished the race, and now there's like mm-hmm. ten guys. Some winners are running in tenth place. It. I don't. I didn't know how I'd like that last night when I was watching it. I found out something about myself that maybe I want to cheer for someone and not randomly wonder who's going to be good this week and cheer for them as the race unfolds. I learned that about myself, and uh, I don't know what I think about that right now. Coming up in moments, Ken Roxon, two-time Supercross champion. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. In the 450 class, as Statman was talking about, four different winners. And the only rep- when is the last time we could say that? I, I don't, don't think in our twenty years, twenty and a half years of existence, we could ever say that about Supercross. I mean, it just does not come to mind that there's been this much parody ever since we've been doing this show in Supercross. Is it parody, or is it parody, or just that there's no one good enough to take over? That's a valid question. They're all very good athletes, obviously, but. Are they? Are any of them at the level of a Ricky Carmichael, a Ryan Villapoto, a Jeremy McGrath? That's a very good question. Or, a, you know, or or uh, Stewart, James Stewart, James that Stewart, we used yeah. to, you know, he we thought he was going to be the great thing, and he turns out he was a flash in the pan. I mean, he just disappeared, and that that's disappointed me greatly. But you're right, Crash. That I think that's the question now as to whether or not. There is uh, uh, um, parity or just there's nobody good enough to take over. Let's see. Cooper Webb pretty much shocked many of us last year. Ken Roxon has had kind of a difficult fight back from his illness and his couple of injuries over the last three years. So if he's back to being what he can be, who knows if he can just take over this year. Eli Tomac, I don't know why he hasn't been winning more. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of questions up in the air, but you know what? Makes it interesting to watch. We sound so damn funny. We bitch and moan about all these teams at IndyCar dominated by two or three owners, and here we are. We have five or six, <laughs> ten guys that can win in Supercross. <laughs> Going to resume here shortly. <laughs> Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Sirius XM to iHeartRadio. Your iHeartRadio app to tune in to radio.com. Many affiliates across the country. 20 years of doing this thing. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Second hour of the Freaks coming up in moments. Ken Roxon, two-time Supercross champion, won last night in Annapolis. He's going to be joining us. Also... Justin Brayton, Supercross pilot again for, for the 450. He's one of the oldest cats in the class. He'll be joining us this hour. But first, Crash Gladys, Spit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. When you're hauling that big old fat motorcycle around in that big old pickup of yours, why don't you roll on General Tires? Go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire 
for your righteous ride. Crasher? I wouldn't mind seeing that as a Supercross sponsorship. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Come on. All right, let's start with the Rolex 24 Hours, the 2021 version, where the overall win went to Wayne Taylor Racing yet again. Different year, same result. This is now their third consecutive overall win, their fourth win in the last five years, and their fifth overall. It's amazing what this team has been able to do. And by the way, yeah, this year was a different engine manufacturer too. Felipe Albuquerque raced last year's WTR teammate Renger Vanderzandy hard up until about... I think I said last hour 10 minutes to go, but I believe it was actually seven or eight minutes to go. Vander Zandy suffered a flat right rear tire, and then it was all Wayne Taylor racing to the checkers. That car co-driven with Ricky Taylor, Elio Castroneves, and Alexander Rossi. Rossi's first Rolex. The LMP2 class, eh, it was not as close because PLC drove the number 18 Oreca to a 19-second win with co-drivers Ryan Dial, Dwight Merriman, and Kyle Tilley. Then there was the LMP3 class. Yeah, three laps ahead of their competition at the checkered flag. Former IndyCar pilot Spencer Piggott crossing that line. His co-drivers, Gar Robinson, Scott Andrews, and Oliver Askew. The GTLM class featured a Corvette 1-2 finish with Jordan Taylor in the winning car. Yes, that same Taylor family, making it a Taylor family sweep for the day. Jordan's co-drivers were Nikki Katzberg and Antonio Garcia. We talked about Garcia last hour how he could not participate in any of the winning celebrations because he had a positive COVID test come back in the middle of the race. He was pulled from driving duties after his stint ended about around the 9 a.m. hour on Sunday morning. Just shocking. He had COVID just one month ago and now he's testing positive again. Finally in GTD it was Windward racing with the win. And in Supercross we just talked about it. Ken Roxon, your winner coming up next. Sports Radio Redefined. How are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage? Just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy. and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out LucasOil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right, a dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time, but Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system to fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. 
the Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative. Funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back with the Freaks. 20 years of Speed Freaks, Freak Nation, from the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Statman, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Good to get this guy back in the Freak Nation for many, many reasons. Uh, more importantly, he's got himself a big win, his first win of the 2021 Supercross season in the 450s, now leading the ports. Ken Roxon, is that a baby or a cat in the background? <laughs> it is actually a baby, and I am going to tell my wife what the heck she is doing. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, they're hearing it on here, so we got to... <laughs> hey, it's... But, co- yeah, he, he, he's a madman when it comes to food. Like, he likes to eat like crazy, and as soon as, like, one boob is empty, Bam. he's freaking out right away, so... Well, yeah, do you blame him? I mean, it's like, come on, feed me, feed me. He's got... He's got that from me because I'm a big food guy, and he definitely eats well. So he's definitely got my side when it comes to that. Well, but let's just say, this is, that's just fitting for 2021. It was fitting for 2020. We do <laughs> interviews. We do our world inside our homes, inside our hotel rooms, with our families. So you know what? Props to you guys. Right? Yeah, it's, it's natural. And honestly, he's not a crying baby at all. Um, I've done a lot of press conference and interviews where he was quiet, but he did just go off like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 450 Supercross winner Ken Roxon, Indianapolis last night. He's in the Freak Nation right now. Ken, you went bonkers last night. Nobody realized how important this was to you till they saw you shirt off having a good time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, in the last couple of races, I feel like I kind of gotten screwed over a couple of times. That Not that, that that wasn't my motivation to go win, right? Like, every time I go to the gate... Uh, I want to be my best, and of course, I would love to win, but this race was just such a, I shouldn't say a fairy tale, but, you know, I, this is the best probably I've raced in a long time, and, and you know, got thrown a little wrench, or when I crossed right there, went off the track, had to let Eli go by, and um, capitalized on a few turns later, and passed him back, and then, you know, I had pressure behind me the entire time, and, and also in the beginning with trying to pass Adam, so... It was just a great race, and to finally pull that off after these things that got thrown at me was just such a monkey off the back. And obviously with my son's first win, and I saw my wife down at the podium and and him there as well, and for the team, I don't know. It's just 
we've been working so freaking hard, you know, and I set out the outdoor season to kind of regroup and all, I re- I had to let myself kind of fall out of shape. And then you don't realize once you are out of shape how long and how much it takes to kind of like, and patience as well to get back in top shape, you know. So coming into the season, we, it was kind of like, hey, we did some good work, and I didn't really know where I was at, but at the same time, I think we have been really cool and calm, and I got a bunch of new things up my sleeve, and it has really been working out. And, and on top of that, doing that together with my family just helps out so much and enjoying again what I'm doing and kind of taking it you know, step by step and just enjoying the process of trying to get back to the top. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, we finally made it, and I was just like, every time I win, I re-fall in love again with winning, if that makes any sense. Wow. Oh, my gosh, that makes perfect sense, because I've heard some interviews recently with some Indy 500 drivers, appropriate, you guys being in Indianapolis right now, and how they talk about how winning that race, it made them fall in love with racing over and over again. Instead of it Mm -hmm. getting old, it made them appreciate the sport. So, yeah, that's what you're going through right now. And in a sense, you you can add your former injuries to that list of you, you brought up patience and, and enjoying the process. I mean, this has been a massive process over the last four or five years for you. Yeah, it, the last four or five years have been the toughest of my life. Um, and then I kind of just at one point had to face reality. You know, I, I after the injury came back, and I, I and I think it it was good for the time being because I came back and I'm like, hey, this was not one step back. If anything, I'm coming out of it better. Realistically, though, when I started racing again, my arms still felt so mangled and, like, nowhere near 100%. But yet, at least mentally, I didn't let that be an excuse of mine. But at the same time, it created other problems where all of a sudden I wasn't winning anymore and I wasn't good enough and I wasn't this. And I don't know, it just created a bunch of other problems. So it has just been a roller coaster of a ride so far. And, um, yeah, at one point I just kind of had to restart in – uh, revamp my career a little bit, you know, and that's what I'm still doing at the moment, and I'm really enjoying it as a family, and uh, even though I am marinating on it today and enjoying that win, but my mentality, I'm like already so calm and just looking forward to the second race that I don't want to ride that high horse for too long just because I'm eager to get back out there and get more racing under my belt and, and um, yeah, doing this with my family. Yeah, it's an incredibly long season it goes january to may so people could just say oh that's such a short season no it's so taxing on your bodies especially this year you've got tuesday races you're racing again on tuesday so how do you refocus for just two days later um it's very difficult um at the focus side of things um of course if we were to race saturday to saturday i feel like you can kind of ride that or, or enjoy that a little bit more but we have such a quick turnaround, and honestly, the biggest thing is just trying to recover for Tuesday because when you really think about it, our races have been very late. And then on top of it, which I, I actually talked to the guys yesterday, we had a press conference via Zoom um, at starting at midnight. And I said, guys, why are we doing this at this time at night? Like, we're hungry. We're trying to eat. Like, we really need to go to bed. We're doing this press conference. Why don't we do this the next day and have a call in at 9 in the morning or something like that? Because I just feel like our recovery is so important, and it's such a quick turnaround. Today being Sunday, Sunday is a wash, right? Like, you don't, the sleep isn't that great Saturday night because you're still so high on adrenaline and everything. And then, you know, you're not going to fully recover just based off of Sunday. And then Monday, you already have to prepare for Tuesday's race. 
so the most difficult part is just getting back to 100% for the Tuesday race. So the, it's just a very, very quick turnaround, and the Saturday to Tuesday races uh, are very difficult. And then obviously Tuesday to Saturday, we have a little bit more time. So I do really like the schedule. Um, just for the fact that in a short period of time we get a bunch of rounds under our, under our belt and then we actually have a little bit more off weekends throughout the entire season compared to racing every single weekend and then get one off weekend and then finish out the season. So it has its positives and its negatives for sure. Ken Roxon, 450 winner last night in Indianapolis, and this is all we're going to talk about it, but you still have to, at least for the Freak Nation, uh, address what did happen in Houston number 2, the, the, red, uh, the red flag what happened with the jumping on the Red Claw Cross flag, even though uh, there was some dispute about that? <laughs> yeah, first off, I, I didn't jump on a person, but obviously <laughs> right, when right. there is a, when there's, um, it was actually my teammate, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but when somebody is down, obviously, and especially in a difficult spot, uh, the Red Cross flag comes out, but it was a very unique situation. First off, my argument was that I didn't blatantly, like how it states in the rule book, I didn't blatantly... Um, disrespect or ignore that red cross flag and we were in a sand section with a tight right hander right and so the red cross flag came out and it was literally like five feet in front of where the crash was which is very like short notice for everybody but then my situation was so unique because i had uh Ferrandez and marvin miskin in front of me mm-hmm. so marvin went to the inside and i am behind him and then Ferrandez went to the outside so at the same time, I have one guy ahead of me, then he turned right and rolled it. But everything happened so quick, and then I had Ferrandez around the outside, and right as I am kind of like turning, he basically crossed over right in front of me, and I could not see the red actual cross light, right? So I turned around, and as soon as he went by, I'm like, what? I like cased that double, and then I even looked oh. back on the next one to see if there was a red cross light, because I was really confused why like everything happened so quick, and they were rolling, and I only saw the yellow flashing lights beforehand and and that means caution right which you can still do a pass you can still jump and do everything and then there was a cross like just in a really weird spot and they were like very unique timing and i argued that and argued that and you know i i, I still to this point think that the four point penalty was too much and was inappropriate which those are va- very valuable points and yeah well they docked me with four points even though i tried to fight it and that was that and then obviously with houston three um, getting into a lapper, Dean Wilson, that was ahead of me for like a solid lap and just didn't move over after multiple blue flags and me yelling at him. And especially going into turns, our bike are quiet and kind of shut off. And I was yelling and screaming and he said it was, uh, he didn't hear me. And then, yeah, he just stayed in it and I bumped into his real wheel and almost jumped into him and, you know, uh, Webb capitalized and, and got the win there, which I was super mad about because this could have been back to back. But I guess it's all um, in the past now. Yeah. But, there's definitely a couple of tough races that were going on there. Ken Roxon, how does a protest work in Supercross? We know what happens in NASCAR where all the key people get in and holler and argue until somebody comes out the other side, uh, the victor or the loser. How's it going to work for you in this four-point penalty? So basically, <laughs> KTM protested me for that, and... I had to go to the AMA, and they were like, hey, what's going on here, this and that. And I explained, uh, I basically pleaded my case, and they were just like, oh, yeah, thank you for your concern, but this is what it is. And and I was like, well, that is it. Like, really? This is, I, I was just super confused and kind of, like, blown away how it was just that. And then basically you can 
we can, um, I don't know what it's called, but basically we can re-protest and basically take it for a third-party viewing. It cost us $800, and we basically did a Zoom call with the FIM, and I explained my case to them, and honestly, I was very confident that we were looking very good, and we were, you know, possibly gonna gonna win this mm. and basically get away with a warning or a fine, and we didn't. They basically just. We, and actually, I was at the AMA truck probably until two thirty in the morning just because we were waiting and this and that and Jeez. you know I was really tired at some point and then yeah I actually went back to my bus and as my team manager was waiting for the results but they stuck with their thing and just hammered me with the four points and you know like and then we came to the blue flag the next weekend and they just gave Dean a warning which I never wanted Dean to get a fine or, or, or anything like that but they gave him a warning even though that was my eyes blatantly um, you know not paying attention to the blue flag especially since there were multiple ones so I never wanted Dean to get docked or, or, or a fine or anything like that but that made it even more clear what the heck was going on I know that the red cross cross flag is a little bit um, uh, how I say, like gnarlier right like you have to respect that flag but I just think that they were it was just out of hand it was too much what they did those four points are very valuable and um, they screwed me over like that and I still disagree the 2021 Supercross season has started off with four races, four winners. Ken Roxon, you're the fourth last night. How's the process work, Ken, when you overcome some of the setbacks you've talked about? Obviously, it's very emotional looking at how you celebrated last night. We're going to send that picture out. How does the process of getting ready work for you? Yeah, well, um, I, I wasn't really trying to just <laughs> rip off my shirt and, and showing everybody my body, but it was more so, hey, I want to get this wet stuff and my chest protector, my wrist braces. I want to get everything off of me and just wear the jersey. And then, you know, in between there, I just got this flash of, like, stoke, and I was just like, yeah, you know what I mean? And there a couple of photos were snagged. But, um, yeah, of course, it makes it sweeter, but in the end, you just got to look at the whole championship, and um, I just can say it again. It's just valuable point. It's a lot of points in the end, you know, especially with that – Lapper thing, it was seven points. You know, that, that yeah. I, especially in two weekends, you know, never mind. That was back to back weekends and overall seven points. So those are very valuable. And of course, it makes this win so much sweeter. But, you know, then you're still just like, dang it. Like, it's just, and it's a lot of money, you know, going from first to second in the last half a lap and it not really being your fault is just very, um, very frustrating. The good news is your baby doesn't care. My, that is true, and actually, we're just talking about with my good friend Justin Brayton. You know, whether you do good or do bad, your baby doesn't care. They don't know, and they don't care about it. And honestly, that's what made it makes me have so much fun throughout these practices and stuff. Because in the end, you know, we're changing diapers in between practices, and you see his <laughs> smile. Whether I was first or fifth, it doesn't really matter to them. So it it, it makes it so fun and um, makes you appreciate family and and life. Absolutely. Hey, Ken, back in the day when I rode motocross. Oh, you know, here we go. 30 years ago, <laughs> we had nut protectors. Do you still have a nut protector that you wear? Or are you just, are you commando? <laughs> I actually don't. I wish sometimes because those pebbles that when you get rooster are like freaking pinfalls. <laughs> the reason <laughs> I bring that up is because uh, I, with experience, I have a seven-year-old daughter, 
it never fails. Whether she's jumping on the bed or we're wrestling, yep. she finds a way to kick Daddy in the junk. So you got to <laughs> yep. be careful as they get older, bro. If you, you might want to research a, a cup for your for your privates. Uh, oh, I already know. Obviously, I'm hanging out a lot with my uh, last year's teammate, Justin Brayton, right? And then yeah. uh, his family and his kids, which I think they're six and three, I believe. Yes. And, you know, we wrestle on the ground, and trust me, I know, they just somehow do not care one thing about anything, and uh, it just always, it always finds a foot or something finds their way in there, and, and uh, yeah, and it's not even just down by the jungle, you know, you get an elbow to the face and all that kind of stuff, you get head-butted accidentally. Yeah. Well, Matt, so speaking true. of, we've got your buddy Justin Brayton on later in the show, so maybe she can, maybe he can share some uh, stories about your friendship and you guys kicking some oh. ass. Oh, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> we actually just went through, I had a little brunch here earlier, which was very nice. See, Man. there's another good thing about the schedule in 2021. Yes, it has its difficulties, but there are plenty of benefits to come along with. Oh, for sure. You know, these, these times, uh, first off, traveling all throughout the United States, on a weekend to weekend is a lot, but now we get to travel once and we're in one spot and we get three races out of the way. It's, it, and it makes, makes for a lot of hangout time. You know, obviously, unfortunately with COVID, you know, there's not really that we got to be very careful and there's mm -hmm. not really that much you can do. But at the same time, we're here, we're actually neighbors. <laughs> He's in the room next door to me. Uh, we're in this Airbnb and we, we rented this loft uh, side by side. So I'm probably going to go over there later and play some pool. He has a pool table in his room. Um, but it definitely makes <laughs> time for, for hanging out and good conversations. And yeah, so uh, there's definitely lots of positives about the schedule. Ken Roxon, two-time Supercross champion, maybe on his way for a third, grabbing himself a win in Indianapolis last night, and it's a great freaking story. We appreciate your openness, Ken. Thanks for doing this, bud. Cool. No problem. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good one. Thousands pay attention to the Rolex 24 in Daytona, not for the racing, but for the diverse field of drivers and teams. But there's a problem developing. This year, a fifth classification was added to the lineup. LMP3 was added to LMP2 and the fast guys in DPI. The problem, though, is the balance of performance between the LMP3 and the GT classes, GTLM and GTD. There's little separation between the cars. In fact, some are running on the same second around the track. I've always been told the prototype drivers like their speed differential because they can get away from the slower GT cars without any problems. But little nimble prototypes that can't get out of the way of the lumbering GT cars defines a problem that's only made worse in long-form races like the 24-hour. The LMP3 class was added to infuse money. Now maybe they can get the rules worked out to make everyone safer at any speed. Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Ah, buying some pretzel sticks? Excuse me? This is your wake-up call from Truck Phone Wireless. Okay. What if you didn't eat all those pretzel sticks by the end of the month, so this store took them back? Uh, good luck. That's how some wireless companies are with your data, but TrackFoam Wireless gives you unlimited carryover data with active service, so you keep what you pay for. Hmm. Plans start at $20 a month. Wow, that's cool. Uh, sir, are you bothering the customers? Yeah, hang on. This is your wake-up call, people. TrackFoam Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Are you looking for great sports memorabilia with the fastest shipping in the industry? Check out auctionofchampions.com. The fastest growing sports memorabilia auction house in the country 
Auction of Champions has a huge variety of PSA 10 graded rookie cards, the largest selection of Fanatics licensed jerseys, and the best customer service in the business. With all items authenticated by third-party companies like JSA and Beckett, you'll love Auction of Champions. Check out auctionofchampions.com. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, traffic has been crazy lately, right? And rush hour? Forget it. Nobody wants to let you merge onto the highway. But hey, somebody let you merge or you wouldn't be there, so... Drivers who switch to Progressive could save big! Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Segment brought to you by good friends Lucas Oil and the anti gel cold weather diesel treatment lowers cold filter plugging point with your diesel engines, prevents fuel thickening and gelling. It's important when it's minus 15 degrees outside, right? Contains no alcohol, doesn't void your warranties on the car, no harmful effect on diesel particulate, and disperses. Entrained water, whatever the hell that means. Regardless, you got yourself a diesel sitting out there. It's, it's below 32 degrees. I think the smart thing to do is go with Lucas Oil Anti-Gel Cold Weather Diesel Treatment at this point. Coming up next, uh, we have Brayton, just Justin Brayton, Supercross star. He's going to be joining us, getting a little bit of not much motorsports. We had a little text thread going on, going on this morning or yesterday when it was. And then my, I was talking to my sister today. She says, uh, you, I know it's a new year, Kenny, but 
do you still do you miss going to events and motorsports events? And I thought, yeah, watching Daytona, that was just a staple for Stat, Crash, and me when Continental Tire was the official tire. It was, you know what I liked about it, Stat, was it, it, it wasn't as much of a circus as some other things can be. Maybe because it's, you know, we're, we're holed up in the media center so much, <laughs> but it just, it seems like it's just more of a gentleman's race. I don't know if I should say it like that, but I just enjoy the, the ambiance of the Daytona 25 stat. 24. 24. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, there was another thing to look at, too, that this is such an international event that you're going to get people from all over the world that are going to be there. And you hear other languages in the media center to let you know that this isn't just, you know, some um, crazy guys from, uh, you know, who shot John Daly in some backwater town. Uh, you know. You know, I mean, this was a, the the Rolex 24, unless you've been there, you don't understand the importance of the event. And uh, it, like you said, it opens the racing season. And for me, I, since you asked that question at the beginning, the racing season starts when you see races every week. Mm. And like, you know, this week, you didn't have any football. So football season's over, <laughs> except for the Super Bowl next week. Uh, but yeah, the, the Rolex 24 is different than anything else we went to uh, during the course of the of uh, the last 20 years. The Rolex 24 was special, and you knew it was special the minute you heard somebody speaking French, Spanish, German, whatever, right outside your door. His name is Justin Brayton, Supercross star, one of the older Supercross pilots out there. He joins us next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit LucasOilRacing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, 
You want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain grabber APX, General